You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 300 of Podcateers. I kind of have to admit that I'm a little ashamed of myself because time has kind of completely gotten away from me this week. And even after realizing in the last episode that this episode 300 was coming, um, I still didn't get a chance to plan anything special. But uh, we do have a giveaway uh, that we've been planning for a couple weeks now for the FGP squad. Make sure that you log into Patreon for info on how you can win. Uh, if you're not familiar with the FGP squad, aka our podcast, Fairy Godparents, they're an awesome group of listeners just like you that help us out with a monthly contribution via Patreon. And it's that support that helped make these episodes of Podcateers possible. If you want info on how you can become part of the FGP squad family, you can find out more info by going to podcateers.com slash FGP. And of course, I'd like to send a huge thank you to all of the members of the FGP squad for their continued support. In this episode, we talk about a very special person getting a Main Street window. We recap a major change in the park's schedule. Plus, Mel gives us a breakdown of all the Indiana Jones films since we're celebrating Indy's 25th anniversary at Disneyland. Remember that you can join the conversation over on Instagram, Twitter, or on Facebook. Just search for Podcateers, or by leaving a comment on the blog post for this episode at podcateers.com slash 300. Finally, before we get this episode going, we'd like to thank FreshBooks for their support in sponsoring this episode. FreshBooks is the easy-to-use invoicing software designed to help freelancers and small business owners just like us get organized, save time invoicing, and get paid faster. To try FreshBooks free for 30 days, head over to gofreshbooks.com slash and if they ask, hey, how did you hear about us? Make sure to say, Podcateers. Uh, okay. So let's kick this off, shall we? Here is episode 300 of Podcateers. I feel like my coffee is now super cold. And that's only because it's raining... And it's super, super cold outside. And super cold for California is like 70. Right? right. <laughs> so right now we're absolutely freezing because we're in, it's like 70, 40, 70. It's like 47, 48 outside. Oh, so that's... It's yeah, chilly. Yeah, cold. <laughs> it's chilly outside. I mean, it's been quite a week. It has. Last week, <laughs> we're all like, hey don't panic it's all good and uh-huh. then hours after the podcast drops the cdc's are like nope hold my beer <laughs> let me take care of this we're officially in this mode i was like whoa right they must have heard the podcast too and thought to themselves you know what <laughs> we'll show you <laughs> right and i don't <laughs> i laugh when i'm nervous so i'm gonna be laughing a lot <laughs> but it's just a healthy way to just let those go but yeah we were just like you know just being as positive and and whatnot just being there and then boom everything just dropped and it's like what Mm -hmm. well Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay 
<laughs> yeah. You know, I, I'll be honest with you, though. Like, mm. I still stand by what I said. I think oh, yeah. that, you know, the media has a way of really making things bigger than they actually are. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that to diminish what is happening right now because it is a serious situation. And I don't want to take away from that. I don't want it to seem like I don't care or that I don't believe what's happening because I do. Really, the point that I was trying to get across and that I want to get across again is be prepared But don't panic. Be vigilant. Practice the social distancing that everybody's been talking about. Remember that there's a difference between quarantine and social distancing. You know, social distancing is when you purposefully go out of your way to either not go to places with huge crowds. You try to maintain a distance of six to eight feet from people whenever you're uh, in a store or something. Yeah. Uh, you you try to stay at, ho- at home as much as possible. Quarantine is totally different. You know, that's when you know you've got something or a doctor has determined you've got something and you're in containment so that it doesn't spread. So it's a huge difference. And I think people throw around the word quarantine. Like people are saying, Oh, I'm self quarantining. And it makes it sound like, like much more than what it is. right? Right. It's a precaution that we are willingly taking Within this last week, we saw a lot of companies close their doors. We already knew that Disney was closing down Walt Disney World. It was closing down Disneyland. They made an announcement that they were closing or ending the Disney College program. Mm -hmm. uh, Unfortunately, sending home a lot of people that were a part of that program. Yeah. And, you know, I have to imagine that for any company that employs this amount of people and for I, I mean there's a lot of people that are working part-time that don't have another income and I I can't imagine how difficult it is for one for the people that are going through this now and two for a company to know the impact it's going to have and yeah. still have to make a decision to prevent spreading of this disease, right? Because right. we we always think to ourselves, it's like, like, oh, I- I'm going to start working out or I'm going to this, I'm going to that. I'm just waiting for the right time. But there's never a right time for anything like that, right? right? You just have to kind of weigh the consequences and see what's happening. And sometimes it's just, there's these difficult decisions that have to be made that... You have to imagine it's weighing down on somebody. Oh, yeah. Ooh, to make that decision. I remember when they made the announcement that they were going to be closing as of a certain day. The day right before they closed, there was a bunch of people in the park, right? Everybody was trying to get that last Disney day in before. And I'll tell you the truth. I wouldn't have risked it. Oh, no, not at all. (laughs) There Uh, was no way I was going to risk that. Yeah, no, not with like the the anxiety there. No. There's just too many people, too many variables. And I mean, I think they've recommended now that you don't go to anything. I think at first it was like 50 people and Mm -hmm. now it's like 10 people. Yeah. I mean, there's different numbers are floating around. Uh, Overall, 
the best thing I can tell you is do your best not to panic, especially if you have children, because children will pick up on all of that and mm -hmm. the children will get scared. And I mean, as parents or as caretakers, you know, we are there to help them feel safe. And if you give off an energy or an aura that you are in control and that don't worry, we're going to get through this, they will feel safe and they will feel happy. You know, obviously mm -hmm. keep them as safe as possible. Teach them the hygiene. Teach them not to go around licking random stuff. But <laughs> overall, there are precautions that we can take. And again, mm -hmm. don't panic. Please, please, please don't panic by you know, there is no reason to panic by right now. As far as we know, in California especially, the food industry is still thriving. There is still enough food everywhere. The fact that you're going right. to the store and not seeing it is because those suppliers cannot get it from their place of making it right. to the grocery stores like next day. Yeah. Outside of that, it's fine. We're going to be okay. Like, yes, there's a, sh a shortage on specific things. But again, it's because the demand has been so high from people just buying everything out yeah. that now you have to buy a bidet, you oh, know, boy. just to make sure that <laughs> <laughs> you can you can maintain, I guess. I don't know. No, it's true. Um, one thing that's good to think about is, you know, we're hearing that stores are actually hiring to help stock. So that is something positive to think about is that, you know, if markets didn't have that, then yeah, we would have been in a different situation. But the fact that they're hiring people to help stock, that's a positive thing. That's a plus. We're going to be fine. Like you said, it's just supply and demand. That's all it is. I actually try yeah. to go at an awkward awkward time like when everyone's asleep so i yeah. i try i mean i'm fortunate i could go by myself to do this but yeah i mean just bear with it we just gotta that's it patience yeah. and it is going to be a little more difficult in the coming weeks mm -hmm. uh, especially considering that now we're we're kind of entering this lockdown mode Right. Yeah. Where a lot of companies are closing. They're sending people home for a couple of weeks. A lot of schools in California are closing through their spring breaks in two to three weeks. Yeah. And, you know, if you haven't heard, there's a lot of talk about lowering the curve. And what they're talking about is there will be people infected. We've, we already know that there are people that are being revealed daily that are, are testing positive, but haven't shown any symptoms or are showing very few symptoms. And this is going to happen. You know, the things like this spread quickly. Mm -hmm. But if we distance ourselves from people, we potentially don't spread it. And right. the reason for that is because hospitals are just not equipped to take the influx of people that would be coming in if this spreads on a massive, massive scale. Right. So by distancing ourselves from potentially getting it and spreading it, we're helping the health industry maintain the people that do have it mm -hmm. and not have to make difficult decisions as to who should get care and who shouldn't. Yeah. Have you, know, you seen so the, uh, the, match, the matchsticks um, example where you have like... No. 
a row of matchsticks and you take away one from the middle, or it doesn't have to be the middle, but you just take away one. So basically what you would do is you would take away that one, light the other ones, and you'll see them all get you know lit up, but it'll stop at the one that's removed and the rest don't get mm. hurt or they don't get burned. So that's one of the examples I've seen. And I'm like, this is really good visual. You know, sometimes it's a little difficult when you're hearing it. But I was like, all right, this is cool. Even for kids to yeah. kind of get them to be like, oh, okay, I'll, I could be that one that's not there. That could be me. Yeah. Like that kind of a oh, lesson. Yeah. I hadn't seen that example. I like that one. I'll have to look for it. Yeah, it's a very clear example and it makes sense too, right? You mm -hmm. remove a path for the fire and it just doesn't go through. So I like that one. I'll have to find it for sure. <laughs> Anyhow, um, the best thing I can tell you is, again, don't panic. Try to be prepared, especially like I said last week in California, you know, we're an earthquake country, so you should always be prepared. Uh, mm -hmm. But when it comes to uh, information about the coronavirus, COVID-19, however you know it, make sure that you're following the CDC. The CDC will be the best place to get the information that you need when it comes to uh, a potential vaccine in the future, how to protect yourself, the latest news. Uh, there's a lot of things that are going to be thrown around in the media. And uh, unfortunately, because of the political spectrum that we have, things will get thrown around that aren't always necessarily true. And because of that, you don't want to spread misinformation and even here, when we talk about something like this, we know that it's absolutely sensitive and we do our best to not spread any information that's not true. Right. Uh, but if we happen to get something wrong, please let us know so that we mm -hmm. can correct it. But overall, the CDC will be the best possible follow either on YouTube. They have a channel. We can put it in the blog post for the episode, podcasters.com slash 300. You can... Um, We'll post some information uh, on Instagram and try to keep it in a story or something so that you can always have that available. But overall, uh, we're going to get through this and we're going to get through this together. We're going to try to do our part to continue spreading the magic weekly as best as we can for yep. as long as we can, obviously. I was actually concerned that we may not have been able to record because they're doing a lot of electrical work in our no. area. And I thought we were going to be in a rolling blackout when we were scheduled to record. And I kind of freaked out because yeah. I thought, oh, my God, if they go to, it, to fix this transformer, like we don't have another time to record before this episode gets released. And right. I kind of freaked out like that freaked <laughs> me out. I, so I don't you, believe you. Yeah, if you would have wanted to see me in panic, that was it right there. <laughs> and then oh, to man. top it off, I ran out of hot Cheetos. And no! I was like, what? No! I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm going to have to make a run too soon. <laughs> <laughs> I need cookies. <laughs> it's Oh, there's tons of stuff that we don't have. Particularly toilet paper. Oh, jeez. Sorry. We're getting to the end of that package, and I'm starting. I mean, I, I have some. We ordered some. Okay. But because of the delays in delivery, uh -huh. I'm hoping that it gets here in time. If not, we have a backup plan. 
we have some family that also has some in stock that's willing to help us out while awesome. our delivery shows up. So we're not going to be without. I'm just saying. Okay. Like, come on. Come I will on. drive if you guys need some. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, uh, let's jump into some Disney stuff. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if, if any of you listening follow me on Instagram. If you do, uh, thanks for not unfollowing me. Uh, I haven't posted on my personal Instagram since October of Ish. last year. Ish. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was a lot of things going on in my life at the time, and there was a lot of big life changes that – uh, you know, were very unexpected. And mm-hmm. I, I think any artist, I, th- I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I know I've talked with you guys about it, kind of trying to get through it. But I think as an artist, sometimes we go through these weird slumps. Mm-hmm. We go through these periods where we don't feel creative or we second guess what we're doing. And oh, we don't yeah. know if it's even worth continuing. And that's kind of how I felt with my photography stuff. I just like, I didn't feel inspired with everything that was happening. I just kind of felt like I I don't want to go through this. I don't want to take pictures. I don't want to edit anything. I don't want to, I don't want to post. And it was different with the podcast because, um, you know, I had you to help me out with a lot of that. And Mm -hmm. and I just want to thank you for, for helping with that. But, yeah, it, it was just strange. Like, I, I also hadn't gone to the park, really. And when yeah. the one time that I went to the park before um, before we were blocked out in December, I don't remember taking any photos. Like, I went and I tried my best to enjoy myself that day. And I remember taking more video than actually taking any photographs that day. So I got to a point where I just said, you know what? I'm just going to wait till I go next time and maybe I'll have something to post then. Mm-hmm. But next time just kind of compounded on top of another thing on top of another. And I never went. Yeah. And now ironically enough earlier this week, you know, I've been talking about all this work that I've been doing and I thought to myself, you know what? I need a break. I'm going to uh-huh. give myself a Disney day. And I remember telling my buddy at work, you know what? I'm going to do Disney day this Saturday. I'm going to take the day off. I think I've earned it. I've been working hard. Like, I've just been burning the candle at both ends. I need to go to the park. I want to see this new parade. Magic happens. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then the very next day, we started laughing when we saw the announcement that they were closing down the park. Uh, yeah. So, you know, <laughs> that happened. <laughs> so it's fine. It's fine. Uh, overall, the decision that I made was uh, to go through my archive. And look at some of the stuff that I've taken, revisit some of the photographs that I've had the opportunity to take. And uh, as I was going through those photos, I thought, you know what? I'm going to start posting some of these again. And that's what I did. I started uh, reposting some of them. So, again, if you've been following me on Instagram and haven't seen a post from me, it's not the algorithm. It's me. You know, I think we (laughs) tend to blame the algorithm, but it's not. It's me. (laughs) <laughs> I just haven't really been all there and wanted to post anything. But yeah. I'm I'm going to try to post at least one picture a day again. Maybe not on the weekends, but at least during the week, I'm going to try to post at least a picture a day. From the archive so, or from the <laughs> vault, to use a Disney term. There you term. go. <laughs> Dude, 
I was going to say, just post them. I actually posted a picture of Sally because I figure I'm going to just do it. It's blurry. It's ugly. But hey, hey, it re it's this is this has been me. Take it. But the point is, like, the photo did really well, did better than most of my other photos that I actually edit and stuff. And I'm like, just post your pictures. People oh, will awesome. love it. That's awesome. Yeah, just just do it. Who cares? Have fun. <laughs> well, that's that's the intention, right? Aside from the fact right. that the parks are closed and aside from the fact that, you know, people can't go to the parks right now. They can't experience this magic. And yeah. I know that there's going to be a lot of creators out there that are going to be trying to find ways to fill that void for people. And to all of the creators that are out there doing it that have the opportunity to make this their daily grind, I commend you. And I thank yep. you for helping spread that magic as well. Uh, we try to do it at least once a week with the podcast. We try to do it with the little things that we do, like March Mayhem, which, by the way, we'll get into in just a moment. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I mean, they're not anything special. But you're going to see themes, I think. In the three days that I chose, I think I did some stuff in the Jedi Training Academy. Definitely nice. some stuff in Pirates. One of the days I selected, I think, was during Pixar Fest and the um, Friends Forever fireworks show. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I mean, you know, you'll see them. If you're following me on Instagram, you'll, you'll check them out there. If you're not, um, check the blog post. I can say Haze and See, and most people will be like, what? It's what? <laughs> So. <laughs> anyhow march mayhem yeah what's what what <laughs> yeah you what? know <laughs> overall i have to say that i've been pretty surprised at how yeah. this has been turning out uh, uh, yeah especially at some of these um yeah as it stands right now by the time that this episode is released we're already going to know the winner of not only the uh, Sleeping Beauty versus Peter Pan matchup, but also the Beauty and the Beast versus Aladdin matchup. And Ooh. those two are going to determine the semifinals that are going to go against the winner of the Snow White versus Moana matchup. <laughs> Snow White versus Moana. Yeah. Okay. Like, as we're speaking wow. right now, uh, I... I, I was looking at the voting, and Peter oh, Pan is rocking. My heart is beauty. broken. <laughs> yeah, I really thought she was gonna pull it through. It's a beautiful film, but I get Peter Pan. I do. But Maleficent, I was like, come on. <laughs> yeah, I was really thinking that was gonna be like the good push between villains, because I was like, okay, trying to figure out who or what, and then I'm just sad. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people are sad about that one. I think it. I think Peter Pan had over sixty percent the last time I checked. Ouch. So it's gonna be. I know. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. <laughs> but that Beauty and the Beast matchup, like I know this one's hurting you, but mm -hmm. Beauty and the Beast versus Aladdin, that yeah. one's gonna sting. Obviously, I'm gonna go with my favorite. Uh, it it's so weird, you know, because as I was going through my bracket, mm -hmm. I. <laughs> I don't know. I figured I'm I'm going to try to predict this as best as I can, not by, you know, 
choosing what I think is going to win, but by choosing what I think can possibly win. Like, I'm going to try to be strategic about this. I've gotten one. Snow White. (laughs) That's it. That's the only one I got. And I got Snow White and not the other one from the first round. Like, I think I chose Fantasia and Pinocchio ended up winning in the first round. Me too. It's just been crazy how this whole thing has panned out. I think I did choose Moana as the winner of that match. So did I. But Frozen actually took it against, uh, or I had selected Frozen and Princess and the Frog took that one. So yeah, I think in the Beauty and the Beast versus Aladdin matchup, I decided not to follow my heart. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to choose Aladdin because I think Aladdin has potential of taking this whole thing. You know what? I do too. I'm throwing it out the window. I don't care what my bracket (laughs) said. I'm going with Beauty and the Beast. I'm voting for the one I want to vote for. Why? Because I like that movie. I don't even care anymore. (laughs) I don't even care. Like we're about to flip a table. <laughs> like you don't even understand, for real. I'm about to hulk out on this one. I was like, my bracket's all wrong at this point. So I'm I like, know. you know what? I'm just gonna vote for whoever I want to vote for, and I'm there just gonna go. let the votes take this tournament wherever it takes it. But as far as me predicting a winner, oh, I'm far off already. The one that I oh, selected yeah. was eliminated way a long time ago, back in round one, as a matter of fact. <laughs> so. As far as the rest of the tournament goes, I'm just going to follow my heart. Jeez. <laughs> so, so there. There we go. <laughs> I mean, I-, I hate to tell you, but I don't think you have a chance of your bracket coming true at this point either. Oh, no. No, unless, she's, she's going to, no. <laughs> yeah, unless there was a crazy influx of votes for Sleeping Beauty. And yeah. somehow Flora, Fauna, and Merryweather were like, ping, Bling. <laughs> and like votes just magically appeared. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't oh. think any, I don't think even Gavin is going to get it. I think he voted for Pinocchio to take the whole thing. I think so, too. I, I'm sure he'll prove us wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, what we've learned is that we all suck at this. <laughs> we do. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. So none of our favorite films actually made it through, technically, no, then. No, <laughs> none of them. I mean, look, <laughs> I still have a chance with mm-hmm. Beauty and the Beast. By the time this episode posts, we will, uh, I think the day that it posts, that morning will be the end of voting for Beauty and the Beast versus oh. Aladdin. So it will be a, a few hours out uh, before that winner is determined, but... Yeah, I mean, ugh, this has not turned out the way that I wanted at all. No, and, I, I mean that's that, okay. I love it though. I love it. It's like we there's no clear winner. So yeah, <laughs> it's really it's really interesting to see some of the choices that have made it through the bracket this year. the The final match mm-hmm. is on March twentieth, and that's oh, okay. going to determine the winner. So. Yeah, we're in for some fun times with this one. <laughs> so, 
Uh, okay, before we continue, uh, I do want to remind you that this episode of Podcateers is brought to you by a fantastic group of people known as the FGP Squad. The FGP Squad is a wonderful group of listeners just like you that help us out with a monthly contribution via Patreon. And if you want to be part of the FGP Squad, it's super simple to join. You can head over to podcateers.com FGP for more information. To all of the members of the FGP squad, we just want to say thank you, as always, for your continued support. Um, I hate to do it, like, while we're recording. We should have thought that it's through before, but it just hit me. Oh, man, this is episode 300. Hey, you know what? We've had a, There has been a lot thrown at us in a short amount of time. <laughs> well, look, I'm going to take this opportunity <laughs> to say thank you. You know, I, yes. I go through this every year. Uh, every year that we hit a milestone or every time that we reach an anniversary, which is in June when we launched the podcast, uh, I feel very grateful, you know, that a mm-hmm. lot of you have been sticking around since day one. Some of you have jumped on during that time frame and have been listening over the last year, two years, whatever the case is. But honestly, I mean, we wouldn't be doing this if you weren't out there listening. You know, your comments, your emails, your DMs, uh, they mean a lot to us. And we may not always agree, especially when you send me messages (laughs) and you say, how dare you this or that? (laughs) And then we'll have a mini conversation. And look, we may not always agree on stuff, but I appreciate you taking the time to at least talk it out and Mm -hmm. give me your opinion. Because one, it shows me you're also passionate about Disney stuff the way that we are. But at the same time, uh, I love conversing with people about stuff like this. And uh, I think I mentioned it before that I've made a lot of really great friends doing this and meeting people because yeah. of the podcast. And a lot of those people I consider a family like like you guys, you know. And so mm-hmm. uh, I'm super thankful that it's brought us together. I'm super thankful for all of you listening, for taking the time to let us get in your ear holes once a week or more than <laughs> once a week if you're binging. I don't know what you do with your time. I mean, I'm just going to leave it at that. So, yeah, thank you so much. I got to plan something. Uh, I've been planning an FGP squad giveaway, which is going to be announced this week. Next week, I think, is when we're going to announce the FGP Squad giveaway on Patreon. And it might correlate to this one. I don't know. We'll figure something out. But to everybody that's been listening, thank you, guys. I really do appreciate it. Um, All of us that uh, that work daily, you know, or weekly on, on the podcast, all of our friends that join us. Thank you so much for being a part of the Podcateers family and just uh, allowing us to bring you a little bit of magic whenever we can. So, uh, oh, speaking of magic, you know, Uh years ago when when we lost Dave Smith, uh, I I was kind of sad because I Mm -hmm. on my bucket list of things to do was one day to meet and have a conversation with Dave Smith. And it wasn't even like for the podcast, which would have been awesome, by the way. But I I just wanted to be able to sit down and just geek out on his knowledge. Like he Mm -hmm. knew so much and had, you know, the ability to see back then that the Disney company would need something like the Disney archive to create it, to put it together you know, to curate 
all of these things from films, the films themselves, the artwork. I mean, when he received his Disney Legend Award, it was so well-deserved. And oh, now yes. Yes. to go beyond that accolade and receive something so precious as a window on Main Street. Oh, so good. I mean, I just, I don't know. Oh. I feel warm and fuzzy just talking about it because he yeah. so deserves this. You know, the, the gifts where people are just getting up together and just applauding. That's exactly exactly how i felt like i just wanted to just stand up and cheer he deserves it and my calendar is marked hopefully all goes well in the future and things go according on you know the dates that we are set on so either way i'm gonna be there yeah you know things happen things happen i want to be there that's the one window that means so much you know when i had the opportunity to see tony baxter get his window mm -hmm. i just uh, it's such a magical experience it's a small ceremony you know there's just mm -hmm. a few rows of chairs set up in front of wherever the window's going to be and i remember being there that morning and just seeing so many people that i feel have influenced the way that i do things and seeing Aww. them just say such nice things about Tony, listening to him speak, just seeing the window get unveiled. It, it was such, I mean, we use the term a lot when it comes to Disney things. Like, it was so magical. But, <laughs> oh, man, I, I don't have another way to describe it because it was such a wonderful experience to be a part of. Mm -hmm. That yes, if I have the opportunity, if everything works out and we're allowed back in the parks, I plan on being there for a day's yeah. window dedication. And then the next day we get Avengers Campus if ah! everything works out. So <laughs> right? I'm kind of psyched that yeah. it's going to be a super, super amazing summer uh, that's coming up. But yeah, Dave Smith. Uh, definitely deserves being a Disney legend, definitely deserves this window on Main Street. Uh, I think there's still some talks about where the window is going to go exactly. Uh, we Ooh. were having a conversation back and forth on Instagram, and uh, I believe some people were commenting about how it's possible that it's going to go above the Opera House or above the Mad Hatter Shop along that same wall, uh, or even on City Hall. Wow. So City Hall, I think, is a good location, but I don't think there's any windows that are large and front-facing where people can clearly see them. Mm -hmm. I. I haven't been to the park in a while, and I don't remember exactly all the windows that are there. But uh, if he did get his window on City Hall, I mean, Jack's window's there, Marty's window's there. Yep. Like, it, there's, it's a who's who, obviously. I mean, all yeah. the windows are a who's who. That's, it's kinda, it kind of goes without saying, right? But right. Uh, I feel like putting it over by the Mad Hatter uh, over on the on the Opera House side would be really good because it's just going to be front facing. And when mm -hmm. you walk by, like every single time you're going to see it. And the coolest thing, too, is that I'm assume OK, where I'm imagining where this window is, you're going to see the parades come out. So it's like that constant visual yeah. 
that you're going to see that with these different, like, everything. He is just connected to everything, practically. Yeah. So I think that's a really cool point. Um, I like it. Well, obviously, when we get more information about where the window is going to be, we'll post mm -hmm. it. We ended up posting this on Instagram. Um, yeah, you know, unfortunately, like I said, we lost Dave, you know, several years ago, and he won't be there to actually be a part of the ceremony. But uh, I'm sure family will be there, and I'm sure mm -hmm. his friends will be there as well. But uh, I'm telling you, I, I saw that announcement, and I just got all warm and tingly. Like, you feel that magic you know, yeah. kind of go through your system when you hear things like this. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm super excited about that. Uh, okay. So, we are going to be talking about Indiana Jones yeah. momentarily. You know, it's I wanted to have somebody on, and I didn't get a chance to connect with anybody this week, and I feel bad mm -hmm. about it. But, you know, did you know that recently they had Tiki Day at Disneyland? Yeah. Yeah, so I I didn't know about this. I'm kind of embarrassed mm -hmm. about it. But huh. a lot of people that I follow and a lot of people that I know actually went to Tiki mm -hmm. Day. And since we were going to be talking about Indiana Jones and being in Adventureland and all that stuff, I know Indiana Jones and writing it was a huge part of that day. Uh, mm -hmm. I wanted to have somebody on to talk about it. I'm I might see about having somebody on next week or at least nice. sending us a recording of it i'm gonna try to connect oh, with a couple of great. people and then you know have them tell us a little bit about it but yeah it would have fit so well with this segment that i kind of feel bad i dropped the ball on this one <laughs> oh, that's okay man. it's been a tough week for everyone <laughs> okay Don't worry. you're being so nice to me i i Thank you. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I'm going to try to do that, hopefully, for next week. Hopefully, we can work that out with somebody. Otherwise, we're going to be talking about Indiana Jones because it is Indiana Jones's anniversary this year. Mm -hmm. We're going to be talking about that in just a moment after a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you with support from FreshBooks. You know, many years ago, I started doing some freelance work, taking photos for businesses, realtors, engagement sessions, and family photos. One thing that I always struggled with, though, was finding a good solution for invoicing, and that's where FreshBooks came in. FreshBooks is the easy-to-use invoicing software designed to help freelancers and small business owners get organized, save time invoicing, and get paid faster. They offer super simple solutions that let you create and send professional looking invoices in seconds. On top of that, FreshBooks offers great ways to track time worked, create estimates and quotes. You can run reports to see how you're doing, process payments, and if you ever have any questions, their award-winning support team is there to help. If you're always on the move, don't worry. FreshBooks also has easy to use mobile apps for iOS and Android. Getting started with FreshBooks is extremely simple. You can try it free for 30 days by going to gofreshbooks.com slash podcateers. You can also find a link in the post for this episode on our website. Also, make sure to enter podcateers if they ask you how did you hear about us. If you're looking for a way to help your business grow, help you with invoicing and billing, get organized and more, FreshBooks is there to help. So give it a shot and check out some of the great features that FreshBooks has to offer. That link again is gofreshbooks.com slash podcateers. It's time to get back to the show, but we'd like to thank FreshBooks for their support. 
Okay, so we want to thank FreshBooks for their support in sponsoring this episode. So we're going to be giving you a rundown of the Indiana Jones film franchise. Uh, Next week, we're going to be talking about the attraction. But Mel. Yeah. uh, Being the resident indie nut, I guess, is the, the best way to put it uh i think you're the most appropriate person to do this to an extent since we have another uh we have next week but i'm gonna geek out a lot for this one i'm ready because (laughs) because you you guys are more indie fans i like indie but you guys are all like (laughs) correct All right, so take it away. Okay, so it's time we go deep into the jungle, dust off that whip, and straighten out our fedoras. We're going to talk about the many adventures of Dr. Henry Jones Jr., a.k.a. Indiana Jones. <laughs> I told you I was going to be geeking out, guys. I told you. <laughs> but it's all good. We all need a laugh, whichever. So now you see Dr. Jones is also a professor, but he has a passion for religious artifacts and relics. He believes they all belong in a museum, and he's actually had this belief since he was a young boy. But... Before I continue on with this story, or the many stories, I wanted to explain how I'm going to present today's fun topic. I'm going to be talking about each film, but I'm going to point out different examples of inspiration that led to a Disney attraction or a show. I'm not going to be talking much about Disneyland's Indiana Jones Adventure, Temple of the Forbidden Eye. I know, I know, I know I could talk this off. But today is just geeking out. But that is your tease for next week. Fun times. All right. (laughs) Our first adventure starts in 1981. Fresh from Empire Strikes Back, the second Star Wars film by Lucasfilm and Steven Spielberg. With the music of John Williams came a new franchise about adventure. Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark. The film opens with the jungles of South Africa and men walking up to a shadow that reveals the archaeologist himself, played by the awesome Harrison Ford. As Indy approaches a wall of some sort, he realizes that this place is what he's been looking for. With precaution, he and his fellow Pierre Satipo, who is actually Alfred Molina, who is actually Double Dan, in Ralph Breaks the Internet, and he also made an appearance in Gravity Falls as the multi-bear in Dipper vs. Manliness. What? Yeah. How did I, was I like, not know this? I this is cool. How did I not know this? <laughs> I, I just learned too, so that's the beauty of our researching. <laughs> I'm like, this is cool. I love when connections happen within that's a film. Rad. Yeah. Oh, so back to the film. It's not even five minutes into the film And there's so many details in a certain attraction 
that is in Adventureland and it's not the Jungle Cruise. However, can we take a moment to talk about one of the most suspenseful scenes in the film? The moment Indy has his eye on the prize, the Chachapoyan fertility idol. This idol goes back to 64 BC and Indiana Jones is so close to having it in his hands that he must be really careful. He has to measure the exact weight in sand in order to not set off any traps. If you were curious, the weight of the sand needed to remove the idol without setting anything off. From what I've found is 42 pounds. What? Yeah. I've, a, I've had to dig around. That little bag of sand does not <laughs> weigh 42 pounds. Dude, I looked all over to like check every single page. I feel like that should be <laughs> 4.2 pounds. And then right? somebody saw it and was like, oh, it says 42 pounds. That's what it must be. Well, here's the funny part. You could Google how heavy is the sand for the movie. And like this, instantly, it just says 42. I was like, what? Yeah, but I feel... Okay, what? so Google <laughs> I, Google will look through web pages, archive mm -hmm. them, and if it finds an answer consistently, it'll just right. pop up an answer so you don't have to dig through other web pages. So I still feel so <laughs> like the answer should be 4.2. There probably is a decimal because like, I was I, like, that's a small. Th um, that's what I'm saying. What? It's a small bag for 42. Look, I'm going <laughs> to send a text message to George and I'm just going to be yes. like, yo, Georgie, right? what was the weight of the bag? <laughs> and he's going to be like, who's this? How did you get my number? <laughs> FBI going to your house. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm totally sidetracked. Sorry. <laughs> but Okay, so we'll say 4.2. We're not historians, so we know. made that clear. <laughs> I'm just going to rationalize it. It might be 42, but visually, mm. I have to I have to argue that and say that I think it's 4.2. But I digress. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. No problem. <laughs> uh, so we're going to say 4.2. <laughs> Andy sets everything off while he's trying to get out of the temple. And that's when Satipal just sabotages him tries to take advantage and of course Indy comes through unfortunately Satipal has his fate just sealed and he's dead so there's that after that scene we meet Belloc the antagonist and we're gonna hear a little bit more about him later for now he just gets away with the idol in hand and this is where we're gonna meet Indy's fear of snakes um, in this scene he's running away from the tribesmen Belloc puts an order on him He's trying to get away. Jock helps him out. They fly off into the sunset. Why does it always have to be snakes? It's a friendly snake, too. It's his friend's pet. So yeah, no, like... I'm not a fan of snakes. <laughs> oh, that's right. Friendly or not. I bring up snakes, yes. Yeah, I'm not a fan of snakes. So. Touche. I should have to call be you Indy. <laughs> oh, okay. Get it together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So have I mentioned that Indy is a professor in archaeology at Marshall College, where he and Marcus Brody, a curator and a friend of Henry Jones Sr., makes a deal with the government to help find the lost Ark of the Covenant with the help of the staff of Ra. 
Indy takes the next flight to Cairo where he's looking for Abner Ravenwood, the last person to know of where the staff of Raw is. But instead, he finds his daughter, Marion, who is played by Karen Allen. Marion is a feisty, strong, very smart woman. They end up finding, in tro- finding trouble, of course, and Indy actually finds more than the staff of Raw. Marion is now his new partner. We find ourselves meeting the next person in the party, and that's the lovable Sala. Sala is Indy's right-hand man and helps him when trouble arises, like bad dates. Indy finds this huge land map, and you can only use it with the staff of Ra. And with the help of it, you're able to discover the location of the Ark. And if you listen in at the 33-minute mark, I cannot confirm or deny that that is the music that you listen to that is heavily inspired to an attraction at Disneyland. By the Hmm? way, quick shout out to our friend Andrew, who does an impeccable Sala impression, constantly goes to D23 and other events, dresses Sala. If you see Mm -hmm. him, you'll know who we're talking about. He does a fantastic job. As a matter of fact, he was in one of our D23 vlogs. Uh, Uh that we posted from last year. So quick shout out to Andrew. And if you want to see more pictures of Sala or him as Sala, he runs the account uh, Sala at Disneyland. Ah, yes. And that's like all Sala pictures. So if you need an indie fix, there you go. Yeah. We'll put a a link in the blog post for the episode. So Indy almost gets caught, but of course the Germans are onto him and eventually they learn where the Lost Covenant is. I don't think I mentioned what's inside the Ark of the Covenant, but it is the Ten Commandments, a religious re- uh, relic. I don't mean to get religious. I just want to fill in what's in the film. So Marion gets caught and is captured by Belloc. However, he doesn't realize that she can drink him under the table since she owns a dive herself. She uses that advantage and gets away from Belloc, finding and seeking shelter in a plane where Indy fights. This scene, including the many scenes in the film, actually inspired the Indiana Jones epic stunt spectacular show. This experience presented a look behind the camera to where they cut and they do other scenes, they, they take other, you know, other takes. They really do take inspiration from the films and they bring it to life, which is really, really cool. I would suggest seeing it. So when you see the show, think of the films. Nice. Indy goes undercover to try to stop Belloc from proceeding since he has the Ark of the Covenant. This next scene is possibly the grossest ever. In an up-close shot of Belloc, you see the face deep in concentration as he's talking to Indy. A fly goes into his mouth and nothing happens and he carries on with the scene. Kudos, I would have been disgusted. Mm Mm-hmm. And out would have been that fly. I'm like, yeah. no. <laughs> and I'm surprised that they never retook it or anything. Oh, well. I was wondering <laughs> if it was digitally added or not. I don't know. That's a good question. I have no clue. Like, if it was digitally added to make him seem like he was just, like, super hardcore and tough and yeah. nothing bothers him. Because there's no flinch. There's nothing. No, there isn't. And every time you see this movie, you're just like, uh, it's a fly in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Gross. Yeah. None of that. 
<laughs> so now we're in a dark setting. The Ark of the Covenant is about to be open and Indy keeps telling Marion, don't look into the eyes. Not a familiar sentence at all. Hmm. None whatsoever. The deal here is that if you were to look into the eyes of the spirits of some sort, you died. You saw these spirits and they just turned into like faces of death. And you either melted or you burst into flames and that's it. That was your fate if you did look into those eyes, which well, there is not you go. good. I'm glad right? I never look into the eyes of anything when I'm on an attraction in the park. Right? Particularly on a Jeep. You just don't do it. You just don't, don't do it. Do it. Yeah. No. So the damage is done. Indy and Marion are safe. The Ark of the Covenant is back to where it belongs in a warehouse, in a museum for that film, which is really awesome. I don't know. It feels like they wasted a bunch of time and then ended up with something that wasn't real. Because we all know that the real Ark of the Covenant <laughs> is in Doak Andar's Den of Antiquities on Batu in Galaxy's Edge. Right? So, I mean, you know? We don't know. <laughs> How are we going to know? How we can, can we go up there? <laughs> questions. We got questions. <laughs> In the next film, Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom, we're presented with a gong and a full musical performance by Willie Scott, the famous female vocalist played by Kate Capshaw as she performs Anything Goes. And she's doing this in um, Chinese as as well, which is awesome. Yeah. I first I didn't know it was her. I'm like, wow. Yeah, it's super awesome. The setting is Shanghai, 1935, inside of Club Obi Wan. Yes, named after the Jedi Master himself. One of the coolest Easter eggs in the franchise. Indy is there to trade the ashes of Narachi, the first emperor of the Manchu dynasty. And he's trading it for the peacock uh, diamond. Instead, Indy is poisoned on purpose in order to return the diamond to get the antidote. And all chaos just breaks loose in the club. They bust out a window, thanks to the gong, and they drop down into a 1934 Auburn convertible. And we're introduced to the driver, Short Round. Hold on to your potatoes. With bricks tied to his shoes, he steps on the gas and they are off to board a plane that's already doomed by Lao Che himself. The plane has issues, they must escape, and they do with an inflatable raft that goes down to the rapids and then floats down the river. They awaken and they realize they're in India now. And they find themselves in a village where everything just looks dark and sad. This is where we learn about Siva, the Hindu god of destruction, but also the legend of the Sankara stones. The legend is that there's five stones. Two got buried, two were found. The final one was in the village where the villagers thrived with the stones in place. They never moved them. Now that the final stone is gone, the children have been taken and the land has been dying and turning to dark and eventually dust. You would think that they were talking about Montanui and how we could restore the heart of Tefiti, right? Yeah. <laughs> so Indy, Willie, and Shartroud they were brought to the village by the god to help them bring back the stone and prosper once again. They're off to the palace of Pankok where the stones are believed to be there and to meet the Maharaja as well. 
Willie is also in for a shock when dinner is served. From snake surprise to chilled monkey brains, the best that India offers. While going back to the rooms, Indy gets attacked and it awakens short round and ends up finding a hidden door to a hidden passageway. This leads Indy and Short Round to be trapped and Willie has to fight her fear of bugs in order to open the door to set them free. This scene alone creates the gif and the meme when Indy is looking through the hole telling Willie, we are going to die sad face. Aww. I mean, so sad, like, oh, Indy. <laughs> so as they continue to look for the Sankara stones, they stumble across a ritual that's in progress with the sacrifice to Siva the God. This scene is pretty intense as the sacrifice is really dark. As the thuggy priest, Mola Ram, takes his fist into a man's chest and voila, he's got his heart in his hand. He continues to chant Kalima as he continues the sacrifice to be fulfilled. Indy ends up in trouble and brainwashed with the liquid. He becomes one of them and then Willie is the next to be sacrificed. It took short round and a fire to snap Indy out of it. They find the kids from the village and free them all. They make it all the way out through even though they never took that left tunnel in the minecart. Which inspired Disneyland Paris' own Indiana Jones Temple of Peril attraction. As you zoom through the ruins in the vehicle that represents a minecart. Back, they reach the bridge and they hit a snag. A fight breaks out and on the bridge, the cult shows up with arrows ready to attack. And that's when the villagers come out to help. Fight for Indy and the good wins again. The stones are returned and life is back to normal. Our next adventure actually takes back to 1912 when Indy was a boy scout while horseback riding in Utah with the rest of the scouts. Indy and his friend see a group of guys who shouldn't have this specific artifact in hand for profit. Already, Indy has that mindset that it should be in a museum. The item is a golden crucifix from Coronado. Keep that in mind. The funniest thing is that the man that young Indy is going after is literally a foreshadow of him to sort of say or sort of speak. Um, right down to the grin, fedora, everything that you know Indy today, that's what the guy looks like. Which is really, really ironic because the guy was being bad and Indy's, of course, doing everything for good. Yeah. It's like bizarro Indy. Yeah. Like an alternative yeah. universe. So they find themselves in a scuffle after Indy takes the crucifix and gets caught. A circus train becomes the place where the fight takes place. He ends up escaping and going home where the police are already waiting for him. They make Indy give that cross back to the rifle owner, which happens to be the man that he's running from. Now, it's 1938 on the Portuguese coast where Indy and Marcus are both at an event by Donovan, the antagonist with an amazing artifact collection and part of the shield in connection of the Holy Grail. Back at home, Indy remembers that he has mail from Venice, Italy, and realizes it's from Dad. We meet Elsa. No, no, no. Not Frozen Elsa. Oh, I was going to start singing. 
<laughs> I'm like, don't get excited. Oh, man. <laughs> Shut me down super quick. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just saw Frozen 2. I'm all fired up. <laughs> okay, back to... <laughs> sorry. It's okay. I'm sure everyone's laughing. It's all good. <laughs> so we meet Elsa right off the dock, and she knows Indy's father and of Indy. She explains how she knows Indy's father and his passion for artifacts. So they go to a library to find Sir Richard's shield marked with an X. The library used to be a church, so there are tombs underneath that library. And then that's what you're going to see the first nod to Ark of the Covenant. So as they make their way further to get that shield, they have to get through rats. Lots and lots of rats all along the wall, all in your hair, in your shoulders, and on your feet, all over. So Indy and Elsa find the shield, they get the information, and get out. On the boat, while they're escaping, Indy and Elsa find themselves being attacked. The person is Kasim. He's taken a vow to protect the Holy Grail at all costs through a secret brotherhood. Indy explains he doesn't want the grail. He just wants his father's return. That's it. Both make an agreement. Kazim is let go. Indy now knows the whereabouts of his father. Indy and Elsa also make a plan to find dad. With the Scottish accent, Indy tries really hard to convince the guard. The famous quote in this scene, If you are Scottish law, then I am Mickey Mouse. So trying to locate the door where his father is, Indy is trying to be as careful as possible without having to startle him. But then whacked the head and Indy goes down. All you hear is Junior? Yeah, his dad whacked him. They get reunited. And it turns out, planned all along, that Indy was played for a sap. In fact, both Henry Joneses got played by Elsa. This is a mess. Marcus is out trying to get away, but behold, Sala finds him in the marketplace. But Marcus doesn't catch onto his cues on when having to run away. So now back to Indy and his dad. They're both tied up. Indy has a lighter in his pocket and it asks his dad to, you know, get, get it and burn the ropes if he can from his pocket. Well, whoopsie daisy. The floor is on fire and now they have to act fast. As this fire is burning really quick, they go to the fireplace because it's massive and it's, you know, they could sit to adults. Indy's trying to wiggle out of the ropes and he accidentally hits a switch that leads to a secret operation bunker. And it only took two spins to get caught and the awkward smiles are exchanged, which is weird. And then they get attacked. Fighting ends up happening and then it ends up again on a tank while escaping. And then suddenly, the tank falls into a horrific crash. Everyone mourns Indy. But guys, he's okay. We end up on the final scenes where Indy goes through the temple by solving the riddles that makes him closer to the Holy Grail. Unfortunately, for this time, Indy has no choice but to take the task because Dad has been shot. The Grail can only be used within a certain feat. As long as you don't cross the seal on the floor, kind of like touching nothing but the lamp type of deal. Mm -hmm. 
or not looking into the eyes of the idol, just don't do it. You know, just no, don't do it. So the first part is the breath of God, where you would actually kneel to pass both blades that come across, you know, across you and to the side of you. The next part is the word of God, where you would have to spell out Jehovah, but in Latin, and it would start with an I first. And Indy makes that mistake when he steps on the J first. The third part is the path of God, which is practically faith in order to cross to the other side. We get to the room where you must choose wisely. Donovan does not. Donovan chooses unwisely and dies. Don't be like Donovan, folks. He listened to Elsa, and obviously no one remembers that Elsa cannot be trusted, obviously. Back to Indy, where he makes his way to figure out the carpenter's cup. He finds it, drinks it, he is chosen wisely. He heals his father by giving him the grail to drink and to heal his wound. Elsa takes the cup, passes the seal, which pretty much seals her fate as well due to greed. Indy, Dad, Marcus, Sala are all safe and they travel back home. All right, the time you've been waiting for, the last adventure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, you heard the kids cheering in the background. This is what everybody's been waiting for. Yeah. Nothing else compares to this. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the last adventure takes us 19 years since the last crusade. The setting is Nevada 1957 at a military base. The KGB have taken over the entrance to the base and we see a figure standing forward. It's Indy and Mac. Both were captured in Mexico and brought back by the KGB. We meet Irina, who's played by Kate Blanchett, who is also Hela in Thor Ragnarok and the evil stepmother in the live version of Cinderella. She gives her orders to open the warehouse and the doors are wide open. But on the other side, two numbers stand very clear, five and one. Technically, Hangar 51, we didn't call it Area 51. It's the same thing. I mean, there's probably hangars it's... there anyway. Where else are they going to put all the spaceships? Right? I mean, <laughs> do they have all 51? I don't know. <laughs> so he knows this item has a magnetic field. So in a clever way, Indy figures out, with the help of bullets, just throw them in the air and watch them swarm like bees. Around the 15-minute mark, we get another nod to Raiders of the Lost Ark. Finding himself in a predicament with Mac, Indy learns that Mac is a double agent this entire time. He gets himself out of it, you know, as usual, and finds himself in a strange neighborhood. Perfect-looking homes the greenest grass in the middle of the desert, and people who aren't people, but with beautiful homes. These are testing grounds for weapon testing. There goes an alarm, and Indy is scrambling for shelter. He turns, in, he turns to the fridge, takes out all the content, fits right in, closes the door. Saved. The government ends up finding uh, Indy. They go ahead and interrogate him just to see what's going on. Why wasn't he a fridge? I don't know. So back to his office. We have a tribute to Marcus Brody 
and Henry Jones, a.k.a. Dad. The following day, we meet Mutt, and he seeks out Indy on a train while being on a, on a motorcycle, bringing him the news that Oxley, or Harold Oxley, found the crystal skull or found the clues for the crystal skull. After chatting with Mutt, he learns that he has a note from Mom, Mary Williams, asking for help by looking for Indy. He shows him the mail that he's gotten from her, and Indy is stumped. He's like, who is Mary Williams? He can't figure it out. He gets a riddle and a clue that points to Peru. They go in search of this church that housed Oxley when he was in the facility. He leaves all his hints and his clues where the tomb of Oriana and where to find the single piece of quartz that's super clean when cut and it's the crystal skull itself. The skull happens to be behind Ariella in layers. So it's behind the person. The thing is to return it to the rightful person. And when you get to that point, you get its powers. So Indy and Mutt are off to a burial site where the tribesmen protect the grounds. They end up finding the murals of the 13 with the markings from Oxley's cell. They find the crystal and they get captured by the KGP. They try their best to brainwash Indy to get info out of his head with the power of the skull. Afterwards, we find a few familiar faces in the captured camp where Mutt says to go away and just have at it with him as Irina has a sword to his neck. Irina thinks that's too easy and brings out a more sensitive target. Behold, Mary Williams, formerly known as Marion Ravenwood, who is smiling at both Indy and Mutt, but says, Indiana Jones, it's about time you showed up. As she goes straight to Mutt, Mutt cries out mom, Indy is in the dark and does not know what is going on, and he's a dad. Surprise! While figuring out the location from Oxley, they all manage to escape. And we have an epic fight on all three vehicles. Kind of like musical chairs, but not really. We learn that the vehicles are amphibious when one of them on a single branch cannot hold them up. And they just fall right into the waterfalls and magically survives. It's a really cool vehicle too. Multi-use and multifunctional. So they finally approach their destination and start knocking out pieces of the pillar to empty out the sand and bring the obelisk together. It has become a race down the stairs, but eventually the steps just become flush with the wall and they just fall down into an area. But that leads to an entrance to return the skull. They find the room with all sorts of artifacts that leads you directly to where the mural spoke of the 13. The skull is placed into the 13th crystal body and things start to happen. This is, this not only brings the 13 to life, but they come together and they make a solid looking alien who claims that they will give them a gift. But at the same time, this is happening. The walls are shaking and the room is kind of moving. The environment is like the calm eye of the storm. And with that, Everyone's going. They're leaving. You know, I would be leaving too. Irina stays and soon becomes in trouble with her gift and her fate is sealed. 
ending the gang run as far as they can until they find themselves into a water well where the water just sends them right up to safety and out of that area. They all witness the stones from the area rise up to reveal a flying saucer. But at the same time the stones drop, the saucer is just gone as if nothing happened. Mutt is called Junior for the first time. Indy takes Marion's hand and they become a family. The end. I feel like maybe we should have started this with like a spoiler alert. Because... <laughs> But I, well, like this was like a like a Cliff Notes version of it was of fun. the story, uh-huh. and I I wasn't expecting you to give that much detail. I thought, oh okay, yeah, oh, and it was good reliving the, some <laughs> of the films because it's been a while since I right. seen the first three, uh, and I I remember there was a couple points when you started talking where my my brain started going into like imagination mode and I was listening to uh-huh. you talk but there was one episode of Muppet Babies specifically uh-huh. that I remember watching when I was a kid called Raiders of the Lost Muppet where I think Kermit was Indiana Jones and they all go off on this quest nice and it's got yeah it was super cool I don't know if it's available anywhere right now it's probably on YouTube somewhere Probably. I'm waiting for them to put all of the Muppet Baby stuff on on Disney Plus. I think the newer stuff is on there, but I don't think the older Muppet Babies are there yet. But I'm happy that you said that you went into imagination mode. That's exactly what I wanted to do. Yeah, like I said, it was a good way of recapping everything. It was a good Cliff Notes version of the whole thing. And look. Most of how you told the story of Crystal Skull was way more interesting than actually watching the film. So you are welcome. You know, <laughs> it's a win-win situation. <laughs> I I talk trash. I but took one for the team. <laughs> I talk trash, but I've seen worse movies than that. So I'm I'm just gonna stop. <laughs> I'm just gonna stop. All right. Well, thank you. For taking the You're time welcome. to rewatch all of that and Crystal Skull <laughs> and giving us that uh, this recap and reminding us of the story of Indiana Jones as we know it. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking about the attraction, obviously, and how it ties into everything, some of the Easter eggs and everything that you talked or that you refused to talk about this week <laughs> so that I we did. can talk about them <laughs> next week. So, yeah, uh, I, I look forward to talking about that. I'm going to see if we could do the Tiki thing so we can get a little insight as to how yeah. Tiki Day went. And if not, you know, it's fine. We'll we'll figure that out for some other time. Uh, FGP Squad, make sure that you check out Patreon because there's going to be some information on your giveaway that's coming up. Oh, you know what? One more thing. You know, I didn't mention this at the beginning of the podcast, but considering – what's going on and a lot of stores are shutting down and stuff remember that there are a lot of what we like to call mom and pop shops that only make their money off of selling you know to the public to us 
And so if there's anything that you can purchase specifically from uh, these smaller businesses, you know, help them out and try to buy from them as much as possible. That way you can help the economy continue as we're going through all of this. Uh, I know that there's a lot of, of crafters and a lot of artists and stuff that also do that. Um, you know what I, I want to do? What's that? We should highlight like yeah. an artist or a crafter, not just during this right now, but I think it should be like a monthly thing. Like we'll pick a, an yeah, artist or totally. a crafter and then we'll give them like a shout out on an episode and then we'll post them on the website and have like a specific place where people can go see the artist spotlight. And that'll be like where yeah. they're featured and stuff. Like we'll feature their store and some of their products and everything. Definitely. Definitely. Well, I'm going to kick it off. I'm going to say let's feature you. People already know you, so I'm not going to put you on the website because we already have your website on there. But obviously <laughs> yeah. the Odd Mouse Shopee. Okay. All right. Shop. Okay. <laughs> shop. The Odd Mouse Shop. Uh, the oddmouseshop.com is where you can go check out all of the awesome crafts that Melissa creates. If you're not following her on Instagram, make sure that you do that because she's always posting the latest brooches and pins and stuff like that that she's creating. It's super awesome stuff. Uh, again, make sure to support local creators and local businesses because in, in most cases, that's how they make their living. So I think that's it, right? Yeah, that's it. All right. Until next time. Keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a wonderful week, everyone. Bye.